have this important, sincere relationship with your Bible, things just overflow from you. You are filling up your life every day, and you are overflowing with this grace of God, with this goodness that you are filling up each day. And you know, all these things that I've mentioned before, like spending time uh, with music, or worshiping God, or spending time coming to church, praying, these are all good, and they should not be neglected. But if you think about it, they are a little bit one way, right? You are the only one talking to God through your preach. You're the only one praising God through your songs. You're the only one serving God. But you're not allowing Him to speak to you as well. In any relationship, they should be, you should be talking, but you should also be listening. You need to be intentionally spending time to know what He wants to say to you. And the only way you can know that is through His Bible. So I know all this to be true. I believe all of this, and I've, like I've showed you, I've experienced this living relationship with my Bible. So why then am I struggling now? For me, and I guess for many of you as well, it could be that this, this sort of expectation that comes with reading your Bible, that once you spend time in the morning or in the evening with your Bible, that you should walk away with a, a new revelation or with understanding exactly what you read, um, or that you will um, yeah, you, you will just have this new revelation of what you just read. And when that doesn't happen, you feel like a failure. You feel discouraged and you have no motivation to go back to do the same failure tomorrow again. So the answer is just skip a few days until you finally find the motivation to get back to it, right? Another reason why I felt, the reason why I'm lacking in my Bible time is because I'm too comfortable. I'm, I'm doing things. I'm feeling like I'm, I'm serving God, so I'm not lacking in some areas. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, you know, I'm okay with God. And if I'm okay with God, so I shouldn't be, I don't have any motivation to do more. You know when you have this day, sometimes you go through seasons in your life when you have, you're desperate for more of God, when you, you need Him so much that your, your knees are here, your book, your, your Bible is hot from the pages being turned all the time. And when you get a bit, too comfortable, comfort is not bad, God. I'm not saying, but when you get too comfortable, when you are just enjoying the comfort too much and you forget about your Bible, that's when it gets dangerous. That's when it gets tricky. So how then do we go from a season of motivation, of no motivation, to a season of inspiration and feeling hungry again to study the Word? You know, I don't preach much or share much here, but when I do, I share the same example. My lovely running career, which lasted two years. Um, I'm not a fast runner, just to add as a note, but I am a, someone I can endure. I can run for very far places, or used to run for very far places. I had a love for running back in 2014, 15, so much, that there were times when I would give my laptop and my work things to a colleague who lived close to my uh, parents' house, and I would run 20 kilometers from my house, from my workplace to my house, just for fun. And, um, but that love, that Craziness it didn't just come overnight. I didn't just one day decide I want to run and run home from work 20Ks. No, I just started with a little bit and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And, uh, and then I, I needed a goal as well. Why am I doing what I'm doing? There are things in life that we need to push ourselves towards doing it in order to get the hang of it. Just like running, I needed to first have a discipline. I needed to tell myself every week I'm going to do so many kilometers twice a week, and then next week I'm going to add another 500 meters or another three kilometers. And as I'm keeping up this discipline, soon this discipline becomes a desire. I want to keep running. I'm not just going to run because I scheduled it in my, uh, my agenda, but I want to run because I enjoy it. And after continuing this 
accepting this desire and doing more and more, it becomes a delight. It's all I want to do. I just want to get out there. I want to come home from work and I just want to go out there before I do anything else. I just want to wake up early morning and go to the street and just run. So from a discipline, we go to a desire and eventually this becomes a delight. And the only way we can find delight in reading our Bible is through reading our Bible. So we need to get started and not stop. Make this a discipline. And, and you know, I make this discipline, desire, delight analogy sound very simple, but it's not. Sometimes we have to push ourselves, even when we get to the desire that goes down and comes up. One of the best advices when I did my first 10K, my brother told me, don't stop. Even when you are, your legs are screaming at you, don't stop. Even when it seems like there's an old man running past you and you're not really running, but don't stop. Keep going, keep going. And it's the same for our Bible studies. Keep persevering in that. Even when it feels like it's dry, it's dull, you're not getting anything from it. But we have to keep, keep trying. That's my last uh, running analogy, I promise. We need to free, at the same time, we need to free ourselves from this expectation of always walking, or this pressure, not expectation, this pressure of always walking away from that Bible study time, having understood everything that you just did. Of course, the goal is to understand what the Lord wants from us, to read those words and let those words speak to our hearts. But we also want to just spend time in the Word. We also just want to spend time hearing from God. And even when we read and we didn't get anything, it's okay. Maybe that's an invitation for you to go back tomorrow. And maybe the passage after that will explain the passage before that. Or that when you reread that Bible, that Bible passage that you just read, it's going to speak to you again. The Bible was designed to connect us to God, the loving God, in a personal way. Instead of feeling like a failure, this should be an invitation to invite us back. This should be an invitation to keep coming back for more. To go back into those passages and reread what you just read, what you just read yesterday. I'm going to ask you again to open up your Bibles and go to Psalm 1 and read the first three verses of Psalm 1. So Psalm 1, verse 1, 2, and 3. The word meditates in verse 2 that we read. Who meditates on his law day and night. The word in Hebrew is Hagar, which means to matter, to speak, or to ponder, to oneself the words of Scripture. And when we ponder, when we speak of these words of Scripture to ourselves, what we are essentially filling our minds with spiritual truths that the goal is to be transformed by what God has to say in the Bible. In Psalm 1, it says that we have to meditate on his word day and night, and we will be planted and established by life or with life. We will be like a fruitful tree whose leaves do not wither. We will not be affected by the seasons that we go through because we are established and rooted in the word of God, in his truths, in what he has to say about us and about him. We're going to do a little exercise right now. And I'm going to ask uh, my team to just give you... So, so breakfast Sundays is always different. So we're going to do something different this morning. You're, going to, you're already divided up into little groups. And we're going to take some time to meditate on a little bit of passages. And I know some of you don't know each other. So this is going to be... It's going to be okay, guys. You can introduce yourselves, who you are, where you're from. But the point of this time together now is to, to look at the verses... You should, I'm just giving you the, the passage that you have. 
and then you're going to look at the verses in your Bible and you're going to reflect on what it has to say. When we meditate on these verses, we, we're going to be asking ourselves, we're going to be praying through the verses that you've received, and then you're going to ask yourself, what does God reveal to you about Him through those verses and about His glory? Ask in your groups, what does it resonate to you and why? And how can you use these verses to boost your own quiet time with the Lord? Ask yourselves questions like, what does it do for me? What does it teach me today? Alright, so Novi and Hazel and Blessing is going to... Does everybody have a little Bible verse? We're going to go through Psalm 119. Everyone, everyone has Psalm 119. And... Uh, sorry. Okay, sorry guys. So I think I... Uh, just leave it. So, it's Psalm 119, and you've got a little, you've got the section. Each of you are going to get a different section of the verse, Psalm 119, okay? Psalm 119 is a celebration of God's word. So, go through that, spend time in that. For, we've got about 15 minutes to spend with this verse. The questions are up here in case you are to, to not only love of the worship, and studies of someone else. We were created to have this personal, intimate relationship with God. And today, that's what I wanted us to do. Even though it was communal, it was not the, like, the most intimate situation, but I wanted us to give this like, a little boost of what Bible study and meditation could be like. This communal experience where we can learn together in a simple version, in a simple form, a very practical um, way. Jesus died on the cross for us. He taught the veil was torn so we can have this direct, direct, direct access to Him, to hear from Him what He wants from us. And this Bible, can, this Bible has been preserved for thousands of years for you, for you, for each of us to study, to know what God wants out of our lives. In 2 Timothy 3 verse 3 and 4, it says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Let's not forget the significance of what this book means. It's been preserved and it has an important use in our lives. So let's not neglect the precious opportunities that we have to spend time with the Father, to dine with the Father if you prefer evening um, Bible time, or breakfast with the Father if you prefer having morning quiet time, or both. Some, the Bible says day and night, right? So you have the choice to do it whenever God is speaking to your heart. And each of us has the capabilities to understand and to ask Him for understanding. In James 1 verse 5 it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Today I gave you a very personal um, I shared a very personal challenge of mine. And maybe it has resonated as, for some of you, also a main challenge in your life. And my hope, as you leave here today, is that you will be inspired to go home, open up your Bible, and spend more quality time with God. Because it's so easy. And it doesn't have to have so much pressure attached to it, where we want to always feel this change from every time we open up our Bible. But it's a moment you get to spend with the Father. You get to be in His company. 
My personal Bible time might not look the same as yours. Maybe you read huge chunks once a week and fill yourself up on your own, or someone else rises up early, early morning and another one does it twice a day. However you are convicted to go about it, go about it. That's all that God is asking us. Go about it. Do it. Jesus, now I want to close with this. Jesus says in Matthew 4 verse 4, it is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So my prayer for us as a church today is that we will become more and more hungry for what God is giving us and wants to fill us up with today. So let's just close our eyes as I ask the worship team to come up and um, Angel also to come up. Let's just close our eyes as we, as we just put this on our heart to ask God to move us to be more and more hungry for Him. And not just hungry, but give us that desire to go and get it. Because you can be hungry and lazy, right? We want to be hungry and passionate. We want to go out there and get what God is giving us to fill ourselves up with Him. Heavenly Father, this morning we are grateful that you left your word here with us so many years later, that your word is still true today and it is still for me. Lord, in my Bible study at the table, we were just speaking about it's, you don't need us, God. You don't need us, but you want us, Father God. And you, we, we want you to accept our worship in whichever way you want to receive it, Father God. And I pray that this morning, Lord, you speak to our hearts and we will not leave here just having had a fun, um, dynamic Sunday service, but that it will give us a boost for the rest of the week, for the rest of our lives, to know that to read your word, God, is to spend time with you. To read your word, God, is to receive from your holiness and to fill our cups because you, God, are the only one that we want to fill ourselves up with, Lord. We want to meditate on you, fill up our cups so that we can overflow with who you are in our lives and that others may see that you are a good God because of the way we live our lives, because of the way that we've been taught through your word. We give you all the praise and all the glory this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.